G'day everyone, welcome to another episode of Chewing the Bat, where we delve into numerous sporting topics around Australia and globally. In this episode, we're going to be looking at highlights of the week and also preview the first weekend of NRL coming up. My name's Jack and I'm gladly once again joined by good mate, fellow sporting diehard, Gus. Gus Bus, how you going? Good, thank you, Jack. How are you today? Yeah, good, mate. It's good to see you. Yeah, you It's too. been a while. It's been a while between drinks. Um, a little while between drinks. How's your week been? Oh, it's good. You know, it's going along. <laughs> how's yours? You haven't really sold it to me, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bloody good. And thanks again, producer Frey, for joining us and helping us put this pod- podcast together, mate. How are you going? Splendid. Oh, That's you. my word he, of the he day. He must have had Pilates today. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's fresh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um... Before we get started, we want to once again thank our podcast sponsor, Kiala Organic Beef. They are 100% certified organic grass-fed uh, beef and pork de- um, delivered straight to your door from their farm in Toowoomba. In that, Toowoomba. Yeah, how good is that? Very local. Very, yeah. We're going to stay local, mate. <laughs> Start local, stay local, as I always say. <laughs> Have you ever said that? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. mate. Some pretty big news during the week. Oh, yeah? The biggest news being Fedzy, he's back. <laughs> he is back. He's back, baby. <laughs> he's back. <laughs> it's been a long 12 months with um with no matches and not seeing Fedzy on the screen, so. <laughs> he sounds so hurt. Oh, mate, it's, it was, it's been tough. Yeah? You know, not, you know, not watching Fedzy in progress through Left with only your mural. Yeah. Just to which pay tribute lays to. Lays right beside me right now. At all times. <laughs> At all times. Um, yeah, back in Doha, his first Doha. back since um, since the restrictions started in with, with COVID, and he had a pretty tough match. Oh, Dan, yeah? Dan Evans, the Brit, really, yeah, that is a tough one. Um, tough three setter, good I think. professional, yeah, bloody, and he's a fighter. He's got a bit of ticker about him, old mm, Dan Evans, um, definitely. Whether it's annoying ticker or <laughs> <laughs> depends if it's the ATP Cup yeah, or I'd not hate, I'd hate to play him that's for sure anyway Fedzi got up 7-5 in the third tough match oh, he makes it look easy how'd he look? look good mate he looks good and looked good <laughs> um, silky smooth yeah silky smooth and what 40 years of age? that's a really good question I don't I don't know if I want to he's definitely not 40 I think he's 40 nah stop it producer Frey 39 oh he's oh, close wow <laughs> he's close um, yeah, so 39 years of age, pushing 40, and he's looking fresh, mate. Like, he was moving well. I don't think he was hitting the ball as big as he has been. Or can do. Or can do. But I think we're going to see at least another full season from him. Oh, I'd love so. I maybe, would love maybe that. Maybe two. Stop it. <laughs> At the slams? At the slams, for sure. What do mate. you think for this year? For this year? Um, for this year, I think he's taken out Wimby. <laughs> yep, I'll pay that. Uh, taking that with me, but yeah. Anyway, so we bloody super and he's got excited. a match tomorrow morning match tomorrow at the time of recording. Against, um, was it Basilashvili? So by the time this comes out, Fedzi will have got another win. Yeah. <laughs> Book it. <laughs> Maybe two wins. Book it. <laughs> Maybe even a title. <laughs> no, <laughs> not too far. I think it's a quarterfinal. Yeah, okay. that's all right. Yeah, so probably another tough one against Basilashvili. Um, but that's impressive good, by yeah, the it's pr- a good, pronunciation. A good, thanks, mate. <laughs> I think I got it right anyway. It sounded confident. Um, and also, we've also seen in other tennis news, 
Aussie tennis news. We've seen some great results in the last week. Um, Matty Ebden. Yep. He is through to the quarterfinals in Marseille in France. Um, and I think, yeah, producer Frey has got a bit more information with us for this one. He's actually just lost in the quarters of uh, Marseille. Oh, <laughs> Good effort, man. That's live that's television. Yeah, that's, <laughs> a, that's the singles. But, um, he, you know, he's always he's always in that doubles Oh, he's a doubles doubles comp at the same Heater time. Heater at the moment. We were talking about him before. Someone mentioned, geez, doubles, doubles specialist Matty Ebden is not just doubles specialist. He's lifting on the singles tour as well. Yeah, he's on fire. He's, on, <laughs> he's had a couple of huge results recently. Yeah, bloody good for Matty Ebden, who's, w- would say, coming to the end of his career. But looking at Fedzi's career, not even getting started. <laughs> Why not just keep it going? <laughs> yeah. Especially with that doubles form. And... Matt Reed won the doubles of the Open 13 yeah, in Marseille. Yeah, this, this guy's a double specialist. Matt oh, yeah. Reedy. Yeah, loves... loves in Kyrgios team. Together. Yeah, and they were playing together. So, um, you know, good job with the Aussie boys. So, that's good, great to see. Also seen on the women's side in the WTA, Astra Sharma playing in Mexico in... Gee, I don't know how Producer to pronounce Frey? this one. I'm going to go with uh, Guadalajara. Guadalajara wow. in Mexico. Um, had a really, really good win against Harriet Dart. Um, good player from the UK. And she's now through to the quarterfinals. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, she just had a really convincing win over Canada's Layla Fernandez. Your homeland. <laughs> Oz's homeland. <laughs> the Maple Leaf. Uh, the secondary. <laughs> the Maple Leaf. Land of syrup and <laughs> Mounties. That's I'll tell it. you what, when, when anyone in this house buys like the Coles homebred maple syrup, Matt... Does he not like it? Fray absolutely despises of it. <laughs> <laughs> Hurts him inside. You can see it on his face. His pain. No, oh, it's not. It's not straining. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um. So who's she? Who's she got in the quarters? Again, on the pronunciation, give it a go. She's playing. Uh, Sorry, be dormo. You've nailed it. Pretty I good. Think. Yeah, pretty good. I think it sounded well. the part. I don't know if it actually yeah, was. Sorry, be dormo. Who's the fourth seed? I believe. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. and also, lastly, Chris O'Connell. Um, 122 ranked in the world, um, qualified for Doha. He did lose first round to another Canadian. <laughs> Jeez, a bit of a rivalry building, I'm finding. Um, who do you play? Who do you lose to? The Pospisil. 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 Um, so, yeah, it's obviously really good to qualify through to, do- to the main draw of Doha and a tough one in, yeah, in, awesome. in Pospisil. So, good work from the Aussies and unbelievable to see Fedzi back in action. We yeah. love that. Not we love mention, that here at Not Chewing to mention Bat. as well, guess who got his first win in a while? Who? Big Joe. Joe Wolfram. <laughs> He's on the board. <laughs> He's on the board, baby. <laughs> Come back. I thought you were going to tell me you had got a win. I was excited. No. <laughs> He's playing um, in France as well. He's playing Hugo Umber in the next round. So that's that'd be a big a, one. That's another big that's one. That's a very tough one. Big yeah. litmus test of yeah. Big Joe. <laughs> and the, the win was against? Against, oh, Philly Lopez. The smoke, smoke show. show. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Three sets. So that's pretty good. A couple smoke shows. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Oh, bloody good. So, Big Joe back in action after injury and Fedzi back in action after COVID, his COVID break. So, maybe Fedzi for Wimby, Joe for the US? Maybe runner-up Wimby. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, that'd be I great. Do, I would kind of want a Joe, Joe slam, slam, to be honest. Yeah. Wouldn't mind that. It's a big shout from me, geez, but anyway. <laughs> That's fine. We'd love to see it. All right, um, moving away from tennis now, um, we've also seen some highlights in, in the PGA Tour. Yeah, well, one, a couple of big... Craig highlights. <laughs> One in particular, which we loved. Always. Oh, God. Bryson DeChambeau. Did I yep. say that right? That's how the Americans say it. DeChambeau. 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 
<laughs> What's the correct, correct, uh, correct? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm sh- he's American, so I'm sure he's happy with it. Anyway, if if no, if you haven't seen Bryson play golf, especially hitting off the tee, so driving, he is a weapon. Oh, <laughs> he's a machine. <laughs> he just goes big, and you can see it. Like as someone that doesn't know heaps about golf, apart from pitch and putt, which I'm obviously immensely good at. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know much about. Golf. <laughs> it's a big shout. <laughs> <laughs> you can see it off the tee. He just cracks it. It sounds like a gunshot, but oh yeah, the power of the man is just insane. There's like, also there was this crazy photo comparison of him like four years a four year ago Bryson to today's yeah. Bryson, and he's put on like twenty five kilos of pure muscle. I love that. <laughs> he just it, I think it was it was deliberate, wasn't it? He said, uh, yeah. "I'm gonna bulk up. I'm gonna." crank the drives out yeah and we're gonna go from there yeah unbelievable but so like, what oh. what he's done so i think it was a par five um yep. at bay hill a sixth hole yeah so essentially around the lake usually the players would lay, lay it up across the lake fairway golf fairway golf baby <laughs> as, <laughs> as we do yeah that's as i don't know if we we're up to that level yet but anyway bryson has cranked it over the lake yeah. i think about 370 yards yeah which I'm is amazing. Oh my. How far? What's your biggest drive you think you have in you on a good day? <laughs> on a good day? I don't know if I get half of that, mate. I definitely wouldn't. On a good day? It's crazy anyway. Like, I think it was, was it Rory tried after or am I, was it Spieth? Someone had a go. I think it was Spieth. Spieth had to go afterwards and got sort of close, but it looked like he was at his absolute limits. And, and he was straight like, in the drink. He was like two meters short of the edge of the lake. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Bryson just, cleared it bryson easy. could have gone to the green he easy. just he went into the rough and he didn't just do it once he did it the he next did it day again the day after into the wind yeah, a bit more and created an, another highlight oh my. but the, like the torque on his left leg as he just rotates through is insane he nearly comes off the ground yeah it's a it's crazy the swings up and through yeah, and it's, so it's, much in the lower it's back not, it's not it doesn't look conventional when you're comparing it to like your tigers and your space and your rory's where they're kind of a bit smoother mm it's explosive. Yes. You Very see, it, he loads up. It's just, he's like a coiled spring. And you'd think for a big man, a strong man like that, he would have a pretty average short game. No. His short game is delicate. Delicate, good. Matty, producer Frey is saying explosive but accurate, which is the only way to describe him. <laughs> I mean, the man won the US Open, so he has to be accurate, but gee, is he explosive. Oh, yeah. That's his main asset. And you believe. know what? It got the crowd... You could hear the crowd screaming with excitement, which is pretty rare at golf. Yeah, it's good to see. Especially for a drive. It's great to see. The crowd is actually involved and it's a highlight going around on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. That's good for golf. It's a talking point. You know, it's it's unconventional and the fans love I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We love it. And I'm barely a fan of golf, but I'm, <laughs> I still love it. So, yeah, Bryson DeChambeau, huge highlight for us for the week. Um, Massive. All right, moving on from golf, um, mate. Cameron Green, so our young up-and-comer, I guess, test yeah, cricketer. Yeah, yeah. Well, he is now. He's, he's been in the test team for the, the summer. Team. So um, He's had a great... He'll definitely be in the test team now. He's had a great run in the Sheffield Shield. Just over a couple of weeks, I think, only. Yeah. Um, and he's yeah he's putting up some unbelievable totals, mate. What, what's he Yeah, on? so he... he I believe he had a something around a 150-ish. He had a 144 and then he he got his maiden double tons. This the is double. all. In, uh, one of them was in Premier Cricket, I believe, in WA. Yep. One of the other two were in the Shield. Anyway, it was his first double ton in first class cricket, 
i.e. the Shield. And yeah. he scored, I think, 251, which is the seventh highest score for anyone in Shield under the age which of 21. Puts him, which puts him in the likes of the Don. The Don, yeah. <laughs> you, if you ever get on a list with the Don, you're happy, I reckon. And, and Smithy. And the Smudge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smudger. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And I think I just saw he's averaging above 50 now. 53, nearly 54 Fantastic. in the Shield. At yeah. a 20, uh, age 21. And a year ago, or coming into the summer, we were talking about Cam Cam Green more as an all-rounder, almost like a bowling all-rounder. He batted at number six in the line. Mm. I mean, he can bowl. He can high bowl. High 130s. He, yeah, whether they're swinging enough yet or not, but that's, I think, something like he, he can easily develop. Yeah, I think he's a bit back of a line. Um, Yeah, there you go. Tracking ahead of Ricky Ponting at the same stage. Jeez, and that, that's good. And, we, and Pukowski was called the most anticipated debut, debut since Ricky Ponting. Ricky Ponting chat everywhere at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> All the boys. Thanks, Punter. But he can bowl. I think he possibly had a stress stress fac- fracture of some kind and he had to focus on his batting in the nets a lot more. Right. So he just sort of worked on his technique. Because he, he, he is a tall fella, hey? He is a tall fella, which can be more difficult to be a batsman. Um, Kerry O'Keefe was saying over the summer they just need to drop their hips more. Drop your hips, boys. Sensual. <laughs> As the bowler <laughs> runs in, a little hip drop. I think he watched a lot of uh, Kevin Peterson highlights. Oh, true. Um, just a tall, swash, swashbuckling batsman. He does. I don't know whether the other boys on the test team are short or whether Cameron Green's just absolute. Oh, he's like 6'7", mate. He's really tall. I saw a photo of him standing next to like Davey Warner, I think. Yeah, almost. well, Davey's probably, <laughs> he's probably borderline got a foot on Davey, I reckon. <laughs> he absolutely dwarfed. He, oh, he looked like a dwarf. Oh, poor Davey Warner, anyway. So... At this stage, like he had a couple of good totals in the test team and now he's having this run in the shield. Obviously, we're looking towards the Ashes end of the year? Yes. Yep. Next year, next summer. I lose track. <laughs> too much talk on him. Too much. <laughs> he looks pretty destined to be in the test team for a long time. Do you think he'll slide up the order to bat a bit higher up or do you think he'll stay down in the middle? I, I like him in the middle as a batting all-rounder. Yeah, I don't know. It depends. Depending on what what he can total, um, I don't know. I think it'd be good for him anyway to slide up the up the line. Maybe one day. Yeah, one day for sure. The good thing about him is he's got one of the things that the Australian team is often noted as a little bit weak on is just a forward defence. I know that's Test cricket chat. It's not the most <laughs> thrilling. <laughs> But sometimes, Five days of dot balls. Sometimes we're left a little bit lacking in just a solid forward defense. Yes. Um, whereas Cam Green has a very solid technique for a big man. Looks unbreakable. Yeah, he looks. He just looks like he's happy to do it. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing coming in at six because you sometimes face the second new ball. That's true. So he, although he can take it up through the gears and hit big, especially uh, down the ground. Yeah, I guess he, if he can sort of absorb some pressure, which is pretty handy. Yeah, and I guess if you need someone to build a partnership and hold out yeah, the definitely. of the day or the innings. Which a lot of the time with the Australian cricket team, we hard. do need. Yeah. <laughs> so he could slot in very nicely and stay in at that sixth position. I wouldn't mind it. At least for now while he's young, but maybe one day we go high. Hopefully. Or early. I don't yeah. know what they say. Early in the order. Early, up in the order? Up in the order. Up in the order. Oh, Ashes, 8th December. 8th of December. Thank you, Producer Fred. Yeah, so I can't we'll, wait. Well, I'm guessing we'll see him in the side. Definitely, Definitely. the side, I would say. With Big Puck. I hope so. Yeah. I'm really into Pukowski. <laughs> we, we love him. And the main. How good's the main? Oh, the main and the stash. Oh, it can't go, go past oh, it. Oh, God. It's, I hope he continues it. My prediction was that all the sports stars would shave their dome. 
Yeah, we heard that. Whether Pekovsky would do it, but he's got that lovely texture to his hair. It's beautiful. Almost Lushes. ringless, Magikarp esque. Do you reckon he texture? Every, yeah, bloody, he's just flowing in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. So huge, huge few weeks from Cameron Green. Um, moving on for that from that mate. We over the weekend we also saw in the basketball in the NBA. The All Star Weekend. So usually yeah, All Star Day it was at this time. <laughs> yeah. Just one night. <laughs> so obviously with the COVID restrictions, not having enough as many fans in this in the stadium. Probably yeah, I think it was twenty five hundred or something. Yeah, I don't know if it gained as much traction as it did not in as previous high. Well, years. In the weeks leading up to it, the players were blatantly coming out and saying, I don't want to do it. I think Darren Fox started it, yeah. said, I don't get it. He wasn't obviously invited. <laughs> <laughs> But sorry, that wasn't meant to be rude to him. He just came out and said, "I don't." I'm not in. I don't want to play. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> but following that, LeBron followed him up. Carmelo came, followed him. again. Carmelo wasn't invited, but has a lot of respect in the league. Yeah. And LeBron is obviously a massive one. Said, "I don't want to do it." Like they're having a condensed season. They have to stay in the bubble all the time. They can't socialize as much. All the perks of being an NBA player are not there. No. A little break would be super worthwhile for them so he was like why would we all group us all up in atlanta yeah if one of us gets COVID, it's over it's been a week now nothing's happened so we know it's fine but beforehand they were talking it down which is not good for the hype of the event you know not, you would say not at all when no one wants to go <laughs> um so would you say then would you have been disappointed if they didn't ha- hold it uh i wouldn't have been super disappointed the big thing for me i get a lot more traction just following the selections especially for all-time resumes like yeah. number of all-star <laughs> selections it's just good to see if they just named the starters and reserves i would have been pretty happy maybe if they just did the draft anyway i'd yeah, enjoy just that <laughs> just to see who kd and lebron a, pick a live draft pick that's a good fun that is great fun the game itself is not actually always that useful to watch no, no it did however provide maybe a little 10 15 minute entertainment package in the three-point shooting competition oh stop it great like obviously here we, steph curry yeah he's the show he's the show he's changed the game a little i'd say in a way definitely definitely with, definitely with, with taking his, it with forward his, with his shooting and he's changed games around parks and rec leagues <laughs> around the world <laughs> even to the negative because if you play with a 16 year old these days it's just it's just mayhem. They just step back, toss it up. Mate, even in the last couple of years when we go down and have a shoot around, like there's no layups anymore. <laughs> no, <laughs> just there's no need. Just tossing it up. There's no me. need, baby. <laughs> Thanks, Steph. Thanks, Steph. Yeah, Anyways, you gave, you made us all good shooters <laughs> in our own heads. But anyway, here's the show. Like, it's just the gravity. I think I prefer it to the dunk contest. Definitely the skills contest. Well, he definitely created the highlight of the weekend. I'm pretty sure. Oh my god, he did it. Jersey untucked. Do you prefer Jersey untucked, Steph? Or warm-ups jacket Larry Bird this, for the three-point This contest. question is also coming in with Angus coming into the studio for the first time I've seen with his shirt tucked in. <laughs> I'm going the opposite direction. I'm oh. trying to do business in here, Jack. I don't know about you, but I take it serious. Oh, God. Hey, I take it seriously too, mate. Sometimes. <laughs> I, I do... I'm a big fan of out and loose, but I, I, I'm a fan of it. I love the little tuck-in. Like a tuck in. I like a tuck in. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes a, a shirt out and dangly just looks a bit scrappy and unprofessional. A little bit scrappy, but I think in the past he's had big moments when his jersey does get untucked. Same with Kyrie. When the boys get their jersey untucked at the end of the game, big shots are coming. Oh, you know, there's something about it. <laughs> I think maybe he was just channeling that. Oh, but anyway, like 
the first few Jalen Brown was in it, which he's more of probably more of a scorer than a shooter. Yeah. But he's still, you know, he did solid. The only thing he made a lot of balls, but no money balls. Poor Jalen. Yeah. He made a lot of just regular balls. But they they put Steph last. So they all had a few good rounds. Tatum, I think, went 27, maybe. Yeah, and then the first one, I think High Steph, Steph blitzed the first one. Yeah, and Conley as well went 28. Yep. And then Steph came out and goes 31. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's too easy. And like Reggie's in the commentary going, he has put in the fear of God in them. <laughs> Which I just love. <laughs> and he just, like, it, they did Tatum, Conley, and Steph in the final round. Yep. Tatum did have the fear in him, couldn't convert. No, he was tight. Conley still went really well. Yeah. That's that veteran. Veteran, first time all-star, but huge veteran. Knows how to shoot. But Steph had to make four out of the last five, including the money ball on the last rack to win. To win by one. To win by one. And he he missed the third last ball, makes the, four, the fourth, and then sinks the money sinks ball. Sinks the money ball. That's off the chain. Gee, I was hyped. That was hyped. I was that, really hyped. That was probably the only... Oh, that was obviously some hype moments in the actual all-star game but out of the whole day i was gonna say weekend yeah. Um, the, yeah. the whole day that was probably the most entertaining that was super fun package. i love the three-point contest i won't apologize no. for it <laughs> and the, also the skills contest you'd think it'd be dominated by your, your yeah your, your nimble, nimble small man Quick and nimble small man <laughs> no the big man had come to play they, I think they care about it more. I do. Yeah. They, for some reason. They want to take the opportunity to show they've got the skills, I guess. Cause I guess it's like when Nate Robinson came and did the dunk contest. Yeah. It's look at me. Yeah. Look it's at me. A bit, I'm look small, at me. but I can I dunk. I still got it. Yeah. His big man's like, I'm big, but I can dribble the I've ball. I've got it, baby. <laughs> Whereas like Doncic just clearly didn't care. He's kept all his warm ups on, but it wasn't a Larry Bird tracks, moment. He, he just walked. He on still. He just walked. Oh, God. And CP3 blew the layup. He missed a wide open layup. <laughs> he missed the finger roll. That's what got him. That's just Gus and Jack Park ball. <laughs> yeah, that's a elevate miss. <laughs> oh god. But anyway, that was not not as much fun. But so it still, Sabonis it still sucks me in. Yeah, getting the win there in the well, skills the f- contest. His first couple of rounds, he just hit his first three both times, Money. and then the final round, Big Vooch and Sabonis just missing threes. <laughs> <laughs> but he got the job done, as you'd expect. But yeah, anyway. So, yeah, the big man taking out the skills contest, Steph in the three-point shooting competition, epic, and which leads us on to the all-star game in itself. Yeah. Now, usually, I think they've changed the format a little bit in the last couple of years. They have indeed. They have indeed. So, they're doing quarters and they're also adding like a charity component to it. Yeah. I guess to increase the intensity. Yeah. (laughs) Winner of of every quarter uh, donates to their charity a bit more. Yep. But they keep in the background the total score. So they keep right. adding it up in the background and, and then, then the fourth quarter, they bring it back. Right. And the leading team, their score is added to 24 or 24 is added to it. Right. And they both play to that score. No, no, no clock. Right. Which leads me to like my next question or topic is what I've seen in the All-Star game over the last, you know, five to six years is low intensity. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> this is a three point shooting. Is anyone out there defending or what? Not much. <laughs> A little bit last year. Last year was pretty intense in the final, in the fourth. The final, final were, one minute. Because their scores were close though <laughs> yeah. and there was no clock. So it was sort of, it was a bit like just a free pickup run, but it was pretty cool with the best players in the world. It was obviously still some highlights. Yeah. Oh yeah, this time I had, there was a little period that blew my mind in late in the second quarter. So actually before the game, Team LeBron came out and said, 
we're not losing. I can't believe we're playing this team. <laughs> right? And so it's like, oh, obviously Team Durant is going to be hot, but they're just missing Durant. Embiid got ruled out as well. Yep. Simmons for Team LeBron. And yep. I think someone else on Team Durant. Anyway, they had no center. Zion got bumped up to starting. Oh, wow. Good to see. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, late in the second quarter, Team LeBron winning. They go three consecutive possessions, point guard to point guard, alley-oop. <laughs> first, first Dame cutting baseline, throws it down. Looked easy because he, he, he actually, actually does. Get up, yeah. He gets up. Yeah. I think maybe Steph threw it. I'm not sure. Second one, CP3 from the inbound. Steph cuts from like the wing, Surely he loops around it, yeah. baseline and got up and threw it down. No. Pretty clean. <laughs> oh, wow. And then the third time, Steph to CP3. And this one was a struggle because he's 36 and like 5'11". <laughs> <laughs> but he got there. He got up. He got he the got ball up. sort of over. Didn't really throw it down. Just sort of put it there, hung on the rim. It was still pretty sick. <laughs> I was really hyped oh, by it. That's, that's a highlight. Massive. And then like quickly following that, I think maybe Dame... Or Steph, one of them missed a half-court shot. Dame steps up and sinks one, just normal form. Yeah. Like he's a freak, just <laughs> shot it totally normal. And then Steph, the next possession, also hits one or vice versa. Yeah. All within a couple of minutes of them throwing down alley-oops, it blew my mind. It broke my brain, Jack. <laughs> it's too much. I'm seeing point guard dunk. <laughs> but then oh. the game sort of faded a bit. They were so they won it, all the quarters, so it just blew out by the fourth. Yeah, that's that's the problem I have with watching it. You do get your awesome highlights and your alley oops and your big highlight moments, but in all, yeah, not that much. Not you that love much. a bit of intensity. I, I like I like intensity on the defensive end as well. So me too. Slapping the floor. Yeah, you like that. Yeah, give it to give me. It low stance. <laughs> Jimmy Butler in 2014 against LeBron, really low stance, just oh, in yeah. his chest, Ta- taunting. Yeah, yeah I want to <laughs> see it all. <laughs> Physical sport, mate. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, that's that pretty much sums up the NBA All Star Weekend. Um, which, in all, you know, good viewing. I did watch just the highlights, but um, yeah, it's still, it's that's the thing. It's highlights. They, they got it done. It's which probably made for kids. Yeah, because I mean, and me, obviously, I sounded pretty <laughs> excited about it. You were very excited about it, mate. Um, but yeah, moving moving on from the NBA. Um, pretty big news this week. Probably the biggest news domestically, anyway. Definitely. Cameron Smith and mate, finally, it's a sad day. <laughs> well, sad day for some. <laughs> However, you go about it, like, like finally, the guy, you know, figures out he wants to retire. Officially retires. Officially, I think he said. I saw recently, or I saw today. He he said he reckoned he'd probably been decided for a week, but he thought it'd be a good time because he was already in Melbourne for the statue unveiling. Yeah. Also, speaking of which, <laughs> oh my god, so. <laughs> So, if you haven't seen the statue unveiling or any photos, okay, so in Melbourne, Amy Park, they've got a statue of Billy, statue of Cam. Yeah. Billy's one, it's it's pretty, you know, resembles him a little bit more. You can see it. You can see it. Mate, (laughs) Cameron Smith's trophy, oh, sorry, statue (laughs) unveiling, nothing like him. Nothing. It's unbelievable. (laughs) The head oh, on him. Oh, it's like, like I don't stuff. know if you've seen it, but I think on one of the talk talk shows in in America, um, they stitched up David Beckham. Yeah, yeah, with a with a, with a with a fake statue I think it was unveiling. James Corden. James Corden. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Um, and they stitched him up, and this the statue looked. His face was just you know it wasn't it wasn't pretty. He had he, like a he really had the opposite uh, problem. They made his head really small. <laughs> <So when> Cam <laughs> Smiths. They just blew him blew out. And it looked just nothing like him. Oh, oh tough. And they made him. They somehow made him look older. So, <laughs> for father time himself, <laughs> yeah. it's impossible to do. But they've done it. 
Oh, so yeah, that, that's great. But anyway, obviously re- retired now. Yeah, officially um, done. All the Titans and Broncos fans can breathe a sigh of regret. Yeah, and sadness. Whether he was waiting for a big time deal with one of those. Well, I think I saw. Um, I was listening to Bloke in a Bar's preview with Hello Sports. Yeah. Round one preview recorded, I think maybe yesterday, and uh, Kempy was saying that he spoke to Cam Smith's management, and one of the big reasons was he couldn't bring himself to play against Melbourne. Yeah. Like, he just didn't want to play against the club that he's invested so much blood, sweat, and tears into. Coop was fine with it. Yeah, well, Coop's fine. <laughs> you don't... It's not your place to question Coop's integrity, mate. I oh, know, mate. <laughs> I've he's seen. told Buzz. <laughs> and he'll tell you. Yeah, he'll tell me for sure. Nah, in all seriousness, Coop is in the right there, in my opinion. I agree. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, back to Cam. So, I think that's fair enough. He was up here. And the other big factor was, I think it sounds like he just needs... Or he wants more time with his family. Like the guy has been playing a full NRL season with finals and often like eighteen years an Australian tour. Yeah, he hasn't had that much time, and his kids are growing up a little bit now. So he, you know, he'd want to spend a bit more time with them, which is totally fair, hundred percent. So, and I think it's a good reason to step away. I think. Yeah, I, I agree. So, and it also gives a really good opportunity for young Harry Grant coming through. Definitely, cemented his spot probably. So. Not for round one because the cheese is playing. Oh, I love Harry that. Grant's injured for a couple of weeks. Oh, of course. The cheese. Yeah. The cheese. Starting nod. I can't wait to see him. Which is action. very exciting. I think Melbourne will probably lose out a little bit because the impact of him off the bench is unmatched. I think we've spoken, we've spoken about yeah. it last he's week. He's one of the best impact players off the bench, I think, in the game. Definitely. Um, but it is a good opportunity for the young boys down there. So, Absolutely. So, yeah, that's big big news. Cam Smith finally retiring um, after... <laughs> God knows how 57 long. years. <laughs> <laughs> I think. And, yeah. And the beard, mate. Bring back the Bring beard. Bring back the beard. In retirement, surely. Surely. He's got to go undercover a little bit. So maybe like a long, luscious beard will help him hide. Oh, I'd love that. I'd love just bumping into him. <laughs> big beard. Say good day. All right. So that's probably our biggest biggest highlight of the, of it's the big, week it's, as well. It's certainly big news. It is so, big news. Yeah, I mean, it, the obvious conversation, it's probably a bit overdone. A bit overcooked. It's been in the oven. But everyone wants to talk about, is he the GOAT? Oh, well, you I'll ha- separate it. Do you think he's the best player or the most decorated player? Because he's played a long... He's had a long career. He's won everything. Mm. He's been somewhat helped by being at a great club with a great coach and two other all-time greats beside him. That's true. So he's won a lot. And then the um, question is like... Is how many he's premier- definitely- premierships? Two or three premierships? Depends what you, which ones you count. I guess. Oh yeah. Oof. <laughs> I think I think I've gone through this recently, but I'm not going to try and count again because that's my big weakness. Um, <laughs> maths. Maths. Yeah. In particular, counting. <laughs> yeah. The big part of it. Um, I I don't know. I I think he's definitely in the top top two in terms of his accolades. Yeah. Maybe number one. In terms of his, could be. he's done it all. Yeah, he's done it all. Dalliem, he's Dalliem right. in his position. He's, he's he's changed the Origin series. You know, oh, yeah, the big. dominance of Queensland. Yep, it's pretty much not all on his back. Obviously, he had some great players around him, but captains led the led captains, the pack. Yeah, so World Cups, Premierships, Tests. Yep, I think it was fifty plus Tests, which is crazy. You know, he's got to be up there for the goat debate, I think, and Probably. in contention for number one. You know, along, alongside the likes of Joey, JT. Yep. Darren, <laughs> always. Oh, there's a few. There's a, oh, it's a tough field. <laughs> very, very tough, tough field. field. Um, that's that's for the that's for the fans to decide at home. Well, I might do a little poll. 
this week, maybe. Maybe we will. Yeah, never know. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all right, producer Frey? Absolutely. We can get that yeah. going. We'll do two. Green, green Whoa! Oh. <laughs> all right. Um, I do. Moving on from that, a little bit more locally, um, back to tennis. So if you've been listening um, to our previous podcasts, we've been talking about a few UTR Pro Series events happening at the moment in Brisbane. And our local legend in Dane Sweeney, He's bloody done it again, mate. The Swain dog. Another win at the um, UTR series currently <laughs> happening. Um, he beat Mav Baines in the final. Tight three setter. 6-7, six, 6-4, six, and then cleaned him up in the third. 6-1. That's that fitness. That, mate, he, yeah, that guy is fit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> His small fella reminds me a little bit of a Rusty. Oh, he'd love that, I bet. <laughs> that comparison. Yeah, <laughs> you would take that, wouldn't you? <laughs> you would. Um, but also, like, Plays pretty big for his size, so yeah, another another win. Beat Lee two last week. Really? Who, yeah. So he's been playing some great tennis, and that is pretty big. Yeah, with the UTR matches on, hopefully he keeps keeps it rolling, and we see him, you know, compete overseas soon in some high ranked ATP tournaments. Um, we also have seen uh, Asia Muhammad, the women's winner in the UTR same tournament, beating uh, young Aussie Anna Poulos, I believe is the pronunciation. Four and four. So, yeah, really good tennis locally. And so hopefully they can keep that UTR Pro Series running all year. That, that yeah, I hope so. And we might delve into it a little bit later on Monday's podcast. Poten- potentially. I think we will. I think we yeah. might. Stay tuned. <laughs> Again. Okay. Um, mate, so we're also super excited um, for this weekend. Super excited. NRL kicking off. So we have our first NRL game this this weekend starting off kicking off with storm rabbitos thursday night thursday night um tonight you might say tonight well we are filming this on (laughs) or recording it recording sorry (laughs) (laughs) we don't have we don't have a tv show yet soon soon to be um it's in the works yeah so the nrl season kicking off um before we get started um i've got something for you all right i want to talk about predictions okay Mm -hmm. looking at the top eight yep I want. I want to know your your top eight. I've done a little bit of homework and prepared it. <laughs> Good. Do you want it in order? Because I've had a swing at going in order. If you got an order for me, I want, I want it. All right, let's go. Number one, the premiership. The 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 is it the minor premier? Are we gonna? Yeah, minor premiership. Yep. South Sydney Rabbitohs. Wow. <laughs> the Myrtle and what is it? <laughs> <laughs> is Myrtle red or green? <laughs> I don't know. Green? Green. Probably. Anyway, the red and green stripes. Yeah. yeah. Up the bunnies. They are red hot, Jack, and they're going to be red hot. I think they're going to go all season. Gee, they've got a team on. They've got such a team. The backs are really good, and the pack has been bolstered. Jai Arrows come in. Yeah. Luttrell, full season, hopefully, if he stays healthy, which, I mean, last year was a freak accident. It's not like he's, you know, had a bad run with injuries or been particularly injury prone. No. I just want to tip it. I think they're going to be really, really red hot all season. I, I possibly a Panthers esque story. Yeah, I was thinking Panthers esque. Um, so all right, so that's number one. Yep. Give me number two, three, and four. Sydney Roosters, Penny Panthers, and Canberra Raiders. Sydney Roosters, number two. Yes. So everything I've heard is they're really fired up for the coming season, partially because they finally lost one. Yep. But I've listened to an interview with Angus Crichton, and he said they're training obviously. Everyone says they train really hard, but apparently they're <laughs> no training. No one's going to come out and be I've like, oh, I've had a pretty like <laughs> cruisy off season. 
Just enjoyed myself. Yeah. What a head noise in preseason. Cam Smith could have actually. Yeah, he could come he out could and have got away that. with that. Yeah. yeah, he definitely could have. But apparently they're really focused. Because think about, I know Corden is still out, but the bad luck they had last year with injuries was something else. Kiri was out for a bunch. Tedesco yeah. was out for a bunch. Cordner. Big name players. Yeah, huge. So I think they're, I'm just tipping them for a good tilt. They're a really disciplined club. Robbo's an amazing coach. Yep. As much as I was wanted to go for some of these other teams, I think Sydney's going to come in number two. Penny Panthers, I think they just can't quite recreate that same year. So I've gone three. Yep. And then Raiders four. The Green Machine. The Green Machine. The I milk. love watching. I love up the milk. Up I, the I milk. I love watching the milk. Oh god. Um. And and Ricky, I think they have a really good culture there in Canberra. It sounds like they do, and I think they're a bit of a smoky for a premiership tilt this year. Definitely. And I think that Ricky knows that you've got to be in the top four, basically. In the NRL, you have to be in the top four to get it done. Well, there's a crazy percent. I think it's like only 10% of teams that have won a grand final yeah, have something been outside like that. the top four. Yeah, so, so I think basically... I've based this on late season, Ricky just getting it done and Gene the boys up because he knows they, they're probably a finals team. Yeah. But if they're in that top four, they're a genuine shot at the title, I think. Definitely, definitely. All right, going to number five, Dragons? <laughs> you got me stop it come on I'll you just hang on tenderhooks see if you're in the eight mate I've gone storm five just because I think they've got it you've got they're, they're always, always there or thereabouts yeah. I wanted to put them in the top four but I'm being bold with the bunnies would, so there's no would room. Cam Smith not retiring change that for you and put them in the four yeah 100% no, that's it. Yeah, he still yeah. has it he still had it for sure I mean he's playing he was playing that well at the end of last season so um anyway six the cows the north oh, queensland cowboys that's six yep i'm bumping them up i am loading up <laughs> on the cows te- they're your team of the year coming up i reckon i'm riding the ca- ride the cowboys ride the- <laughs> save a horse <laughs> <laughs> oh wow mick morgan carrying too <laughs> yeah yeah i think mick morgan is up for a big year this year and i'm riding i'm riding the cowboys um seven the Parramatta eels I'm not that flash on them. I don't think they finished that hot last year. They're a bit, like you said, they're too flashy, I think. Missing Jennings. Game yeah, style. sometimes you just wish they could settle into the grind a bit more. Yeah. Um, Defensively, mm, I'm not that sold on the outside. They've got spark. They do have they do Which have I guess spark. is why they're in the eight. Yeah, I mean, I, I would never tip them to miss the eight. I've just looked at some of these other teams and had to slide them down a bit. Yep. The Cows is possibly a reach, but we'll see. And eight... The Saint, <laughs> nah, Newcastle Knights for me. No Tigers, no Tigers. Newcastle Knights, Knights. Ninth. ninth again. <laughs> Sharks tenth, Dragons for the tenth year in a 16th. row. <laughs> Tigers at ninth. <laughs> oh God, you'd hate to be a Tigers supporter at the moment, wouldn't you? Yeah. So would you change any of those? Definitely. The- <laughs> <laughs> I feel really confident with my order. Um, the top. I think the top six. I would cement. So in your Rabbitohs, Roosters, Panthers, Raiders, Storm, I would have the Eels above the Cowboys at six. That's fair. Um, and oh, I'm probably gonna have to you know, Bulldogs, Manly, definitely not in contention. My one, my bogey team that I'm gonna put in the eight mm. local, the Titans. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the Broncos. <laughs> I was excited. <laughs> However, Deer didn't come out a few days ago and just literally said, we've been training hard. We're a top eight team. See you there. <laughs> so, no, he he didn't even of... make the team for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Titans, mate. Nah, we'll see the Broncos there. I can't I reckon, wait. I reckon the t- they've got a great 
young, strong forward pack. Mobile. They do. They do. A lot of Origin players. Origin players. They got they got experience. Current and X Origin players. So I think they may push for the eight, or they will push for the eight. I think, and yep. they're also going to push your your top six teams during the season. The only thing I'm worried about for the Titans, I was listening to once again bloke in a bar. Bloke, shout us out. Yep, thanks, send please some, send you. some beers if yep. you want. We, we um, love him. Good, great job. Great job. <laughs> he was doing a little season preview with Finchie, and Finchie makes the point that the good run the Titans had at the end of last year, they had nothing, like there was no pressure on it. Right. It was a loose game. And he reckons this year, especially with all this off-season hype, teams will be gunning to play the Titans. Like they'll be up to play the Titans. Just to which shut is a them different, up or... Just because they know like everyone's hyping the Titans up. They're meant to have this sick new pack. We're going to get into them. Like yep. it's a big game to play the Titans, yep. which is a very different position to just having a run of five matches where you're just hot and... You're playing some teams that aren't expecting it, some teams that aren't in the eight. Yeah, back that. From the start of the season, it's going to be a tough, tough gig. I'd, I'd agree. So that's why I was a little bit wary of it because I listened to the Finch man always. But yeah, I think because we're going to have a really cemented top eight with those top six, sorry, top six with those top six sides, the battle for the... It's going to be... There's a lot of good teams. It's going to be a very... I'm going to pick, bold prediction, one of the tightest eight battles we've seen in the NRL is coming up this season. It's going to be it's I like fighting that. fighting for yeah. that eight position is going to be That's chaos a lot of teams. this season. Yeah, so Eels, Cows, Knights, Titans, Tigers, even the Dogs. Even the Sharks. You never yeah, you never Sharks. We haven't really been haven't talking about mentioned them. the Sharks. They're I mean they're a finals team last year. Yeah, so definitely, you know, Broncos. Yeah. Why, why not? not? <laughs> Can't wait. Speaking that's, of the, that's the match I'm looking forward to most for the weekend, I reckon. Speaking of the Bronx, what, how are they going to go? They're playing, um, the, playing Eels. the Eels, who Parramatta. in the past couple of years have absolutely flogged the Bronx a couple of times. <laughs> so Some, Mitchell Moses just loves Suncorp Stadium, I think. Something about it. He yeah. fires him up. Maybe it's the dry track. He's a running player. And I, th- I think they've put like, I don't know, 30 or 40 points on them the last like three or four games. Yeah, a couple there. times, so, yeah. <laughs> a couple of fi- in the finals. Yeah. Not, a, not a great first first week matchup, but I'm pretty keen. I'm keen for I'm it. I'm still excited. I reckon they can get it done. Broncos, th- that is. Th- three Broncos forwards in the Bloat FC team. <laughs> That's got to mean something. They're, they're, mate, they're a, good, they're a good looking forward pack, but whether they can get it done or not <laughs> remains to be seen. Um, so, yeah, that pretty much rounds us, rounds us up with um, our top eight predictions. A tight top eight for the season. And... Yeah, super, super keen for our first weekend of NRL. Um, I can't wait. I'm going to be around here, that's for sure. Yeah, and once again, we want to thank our podcast sponsor, Kial Organic Beef, for helping us out in the last few weeks. We also want to thank our producer, Producer Frey, for helping us put this podcast together. And thanks, Gus, for joining me. Thank you, Jack. It's been a great chat, and we'll delve into it next week, mate. Can't wait to delve. See ya. Bedsy's back, baby! Yoo!